Although the economy is beginning to recover, there are still thousands of people looking for work. But even with jobs being created, employers are highly cautious about who they hire. If you're a business owner, why didn't you hire the last oh, 10 people that you interviewed? If you're looking for work, what was your last job interview like? You could email us, talk at wvxu.org. Follow us on WVXU's Facebook page or Twitter, our hashtag WVXUTalk. Or you can call us at 513-419-7100. You're listening to Cincinnati Edition. Support comes from the Cincinnati Art Museum, presenting Eternal Summer, the art of Edward Henry Pottist. Cincinnati native Edward Henry Pottist is celebrated for his sun-filled paintings of Americans at the shore. This exhibition of 90 works is the first to explore the full range of this American Impressionist's art. Now till September 8th, you can learn more at CincinnatiArtMuseum.org. Every day you hear a story worth sharing. An inspiring story about a compassionate and brave Army chaplain who died as a prisoner during the Korean War, but was awarded the Medal of Honor 60 years later. Your contribution helps keep these stories coming. Please make your contribution now at wvxu.org. Support comes from Cincinnati Magazine. From tacos to tandoori, chicken to bulgogi and borscht. The July issue goes global with a local guide to international eats. Plus a directory of senior living communities and resources for home health care. It's all in Cincinnati Magazine's July edition on newsstands now. This is Cincinnati Edition on 91.7 WVXU. I'm Mark Purcell. Getting a job is at the top of the list for many people these days, but despite the economy improving, many people continue to struggle. If you're a business owner, why didn't you hire the last persons you interviewed? If you're looking for work, what was your last interview like? You can email us your story at talk at wvxu.org, follow us on the WVXU Facebook page, or Twitter us at uh, WVXU Talk. You can call us, too, at 513-419-7100. And joining me in the studio is Cincinnati career consultant, columnist, and author Andrea Kay. Her latest book is titled, This is How to Get Your Next Job, an inside look at what employers really want. Good afternoon, Andrea. Hi, Mark. Uh, this was a different approach to your career counseling that you usually do, Andrea. You went and talked to the employers, not the employees-to-be. Right, I did. And I asked them one simple question. Why didn't you hire the last 10 people you interviewed? And I was interested in that because I had been listening to people like my own husband, who was looking to hire somebody, come home every night with these stories about what the employees, hopefully to be, would say and what they would do and what they would not do and say. And they would say things like, I'm looking for a job where you'll pay me X amount of dollars, I'll have my own car, I'll have my own office, and you'll (laughs) guarantee that I'll be employed for the next 10 years. And I'm not kidding. And they would just say things that were all about them as opposed to what they could do for the employer. And after six months, he gave up and said, I can't find anybody because everybody is wanting a job where I will give them things as opposed to helping me uh, build my business and really understand my business. So I thought, is it just my husband? Is he crazy? (laughs) Is he nuts? Is he too picky? And I thought, I'm going to go out and ask employers. So that's what I did. 
And they all came back basically and said the same thing. Well, as I was reading the book, I was、uh, struck by how many things that,、uh, how many stories you heard that were things that just seemed second nature or a given to me in the way of, oh, I don't know, proper dress, proper language,、uh, et cetera. I was shocked because in this day and age, with so many people looking for jobs, you really need to. You know, distinguish yourself from, from the crowd to be able to pick up a, a, a nice job or any job for, for that matter. What has happened that people have forgotten these rules of thumb and I don't know, sometimes, Andrea, common sense? Right. It is common sense. And I think that many young people just have never been exposed to these basic things that go, in, go hand in hand with business. But this happens with all ages. Um, I heard of stories about senior executives who would badmouth their present or past employer, which is a big no no. And they would divulge secret information about their company, another thing that you would never do. And I think part of the issue is that people are feeling and have been feeling over the last five or so years more desperate than ever. And they're not really thinking and they're not putting on their strategic thinking caps. And they are just out there just trying to get a job and saying and doing things that are getting in their way. And I also think that because society and communication overall has become more casual, people think, well, that's what you do and how you say things when you go into a job interview. And they're not thinking of this. Interview as a business interaction, which is exactly what it is. Well, so many people, you know, I was curious if when you have been out of work for a while and you've done so many interviews, whether you do become a little apathetic and it's, you know, I've been to a dozen of these and, you know, you have a hard time putting on that game face to go and, and get another job. I mean, how much. Does the discouragement affect those job seekers? I think people do get discouraged. But a lot of them aren't even getting interviews because what they're doing is just sending out resumes. They're just churning them out, turning them and churning them. And they're not really thinking strategically again. And so they do get discouraged. And they're not putting the time into thinking about the key things that will lead to an interview and lead to an offer, which are sitting down and thinking about. What are my skills? What do I have to offer? And who would want to buy those? And why would they want to buy me? What's my evidence that says, here's how I can make your business better, make your business more efficient, effective, whatever it is that your role will do for the company? Instead, they're just desperately sending out resumes, which is feeding that desperation. Over and over again. And that's not always effective. I've、um, seen it in my own experience, in my own family.、Uh, someone who basically is going job shopping on the computer, applying online everywhere. And, well, call, call me old fashioned if you may. I believe you've got to have some skin in the game and actually show up. Uh, to really help. But so many companies, I'll flip it on the other side. You know, what about the companies and the way they are doing these interviews? Because in this economy, as they're getting this flood of people, they're, in some instances, there, there have been reports that they are kind of, you know, they look at a lot of people and take their time whether they're going to decide to hire and fill that job. I mean, how much. Could it be blamed on the employers? Well, I think the assumption is, is that all jobs are listed. 
online and that your only way to apply for a job is to go through an online application. And most jobs really are not listed online, and most jobs are still found through people who know people who know people. Mm -hmm. And so if you're smart as a job hunter, what you will be doing is spending 75% of your time going out there and identifying those people, those companies, kinds of companies, and then finding the people who would want to buy your potential services. So that means you're sitting at home, not sending out interview, sending out resumes, rather, to those online jobs, but you're identifying, you're researching the kinds of companies you might want to work for and then finding those people or asking people you know, who do you know that might work at the ABC company or these kinds of companies? And then you are strategically approaching them to have a meeting, to sit down and talk, to you know, ask them what kinds of uh, needs they have, those kinds of things. So that's where you should be spending your time. And don't make the assumption that the jobs are all online because somebody, an employer may not even have an opening right now, but they meet you. And three months down the line, four months uh, later, somebody leaves, somebody, they're firing, somebody dies, and all of a sudden there's an opening and they think, ah, that Mark Prezel, I remember him. He was fabulous and I'm going to check in with him. Speaking with career consultant Andrea Kay on Cincinnati Edition, you can call in with your story at 513-419-7100. Email us at talk at wvxu.org or follow us or post your questions on Facebook and Twitter as well. I have to tell one story. I know a lot of it seems common sense, but people still forget in this day and age. I can tell you I've gotten a number of people who are looking for jobs, wanting to do something in radio. And I get things like I have received a both cover letter and resume written in pencil on a sheet of notebook paper torn out of a notebook. And my first thought when I opened up this envelope was, what were you thinking? Uh, you know, what kind of place do you think we, we run here? Are those some of the stories you've heard from some of the employers? Yeah, exactly. And they are sitting there thinking, what were you thinking? And what you are saying is, I'm not even going to consider you for a position because the way you handled yourself was so unprofessional by writing a letter on pencil. The way that you are dealing with this interaction with me is so, so out there, so nonprofessional that I don't even want somebody like you on my staff. And that's what employers are looking at. They're not just looking at the skills and the education. Yes, those are important. But just as important, if not more important, is what kind of person are you? Do you understand what it's like to be a professional? And when you send a letter written in pencil on paper, that says, I don't think so. I really don't think you get it. The stories you've heard as you were researching your book, uh, any of them rise to the top, any uh, cream of the crop, something that seemed to be pretty universal among all the employers? Well, universal or the worst story I ever heard? <laughs> I was looking for a commonality, but I'll take okay. the worst you ever well, heard. <laughs> the one that stands out in my mind was a New Jersey employer who was looking for he's – a, he's a packaging company of some sort. I've forgotten exactly what they do. And he was looking for a designer. And this woman came in and they had a great conversation. And she gave him her uh, – it was a, a DVD of her portfolio. And he said, I'll take this home and I'll look at it. That night, he pops it into the DVD player. His wife's sitting there next to him. 
and it's nude shots of people that she has taken and a conversation between two people in bed that they're interview that she's interviewing. And this is her portfolio. And this guy said exactly what you said. What is this woman thinking? It obviously was so out of line and showed poor judgment, among other things, and said, there's no way I would even consider this person. And I think overall, the kinds of things that employers tell me over and over again are people who, before the interview, uh, do things like sending in emails or letters like you've received that are all about them. They do not even consider the employer. They just give a list of their experience rather than saying, I understand that you deal with these kinds of issues. Here's how I could help you. Could we talk? Um, And then when they get an interview, they typically wouldn't buy a letter like that. But if they do get an interview, then they come in dressed inappropriately. They're late. Um, they at, they start talking about salary. They ask about job benefits. Those kinds of things will get you out of the door in about five minutes. Uh, Deborah's on the line. You can call and join us in the conversation at four one nine seventy one hundred. Good afternoon, Deborah. Deborah, are you there? Well, well, hold on. I'm at. Uh, let's transition. Uh... Hi and there, Deborah. I... Uh, can you begin again? I'm sorry, I didn't push the right sure, button. Sure, sure, sure. I am in the midst of a career transition. Um, I had been in management in the hospitality industry for about 10 years, and then I have been um, in the managed healthcare industry, um, in management and then self-employed recently. And I was wondering if Andrea had any suggestions on how to reinvent yourself. Well, Deborah, I don't think you need to reinvent yourself, but I think first you need to define yourself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you say I've been in hospital um, or hospitality and management healthcare, all I know about you, and I know you didn't give me a lot of information, but basically the way you talk about yourself is in management and the kinds of industries you've been in. And what I would urge you to do is figure out what actual things, meaning actual verbs, that you can mm-hmm. do. So what does it mean to be a manager? It's uh, Or what does it mean uh, to have done the, this kind of work? What skills do you have that you can take elsewhere? Also define what kind of person you are. What are those personal characteristics and traits that define you and make you stand out differently than anybody else? Uh, So really understand yourself and figure out also, and maybe you know this, what kind of thing you're trying to transition into. What what would that be? Do you even know? I don't know. I'm just starting. And I guess I was going to ask you if you had any suggestions on how to explore that. Well, I think the first thing is to do the things I just suggested plus other okay. other um, information about yourself. Like what, what kind of knowledge do you have? What kinds of industries? Okay. What does interest you? What What is it that you personally care about? So create, okay. create all that in a paragraph. Okay. And then okay. put together what I call a three-minute commercial so that you can describe that to somebody that says, here's what I've been doing. Here's what I love to do. Here's what I think I'd like to explore. And have purposeful conversations with people that you know and like and trust and say, here's what I'm thinking. 
here's a couple industries that I've thought about. What do you think? Or talk to people in those industries. So don't expect your answer to come out of the air or from somebody else. It's a matter of really understanding who you are, then having conversations that will help lead you to exploring that further. But look at this as an exploration, building on where you've been. Well, thank you, Deborah, for your call. On to uh, Oliver from uh, Northern Kentucky. Good afternoon, Oliver. Hello, Oliver. Sorry. I'm... Oh. Let's uh, try Oliver again to see. Well, I don't have that one there. Uh, well, Oliver was asking, uh, how much is finding uh, how much uh, is finding a job selling yourself? Which you were touching uh, on that both with Deborah and previously. Well, how much what? How much of it? How much of finding a job is selling yourself? Okay. People always use that phrase, selling yourself. And I think it's not the right phrase to use because I think it puts a lot of pressure on you. It makes you feel like, I got to go into this interview and make them want to buy me. And I think it's a much more effective approach to think of it as, I need to, I, I want to, I'm going to have a conversation to explore. I'm exploring whether this is a good position for me, and they're exploring if I'm the right person for um, them and their company. So you want to position yourself and be the best you can be. Position yourself in the way you want them to see you, so know you, who you are, be ready to talk about yourself, have examples and all that of how you can make their company better, more whatever it is you're going to do. But you also need to um, do it in the best possible light without this voice in your head saying, I'm going to make them want me, as opposed to I'm going to explore whether this is a good role. Is that into your question there, Oliver? I think I pushed the right button this time. Hello? Um, yes. Did that answer yeah. your question? Um, yeah. You know, I was going to comment on it as far as uh, need-based selling versus kind of pushy selling, whereas you are filling the needs of a customer versus getting them to buy whatever you have. So um, I think it kind of speaks to that. And I also wanted to just share an innovative tool that's kind of cheesy, but it has worked for me multiple times in that I made a list of 10 reasons to hire me. And for each one of those reasons, I had an example of where I exemplified that characteristic. So if nothing else, the employer wanted to at least find out, really, why do you have these 10 reasons to hire you? So I just wanted to add that to the conversation. I, th- I think that's perfect. I love it. And absolutely look at it as you're presenting yourself as a problem solver who can fill their need. And the biggest thing besides all of that is always demonstrate your excitement and passion for whatever it is you do. But I think I love what you're saying, and that's great, great advice. Uh, on to Kiva from Cincinnati. Good afternoon, Kiva. Hi. Now, you uh, oh, you are an employer. Yes, I am. And what do you have to offer job seekers here this afternoon? Well, uh, I just wanted to like comment on uh, the unprofessionalism of some people, um, how they uh, send in resumes that are a little bit um, unprofessional. Um, I've had several. Like The first thing I look for is... Uh, I look at their email address, and I look at the fact whether or not they capitalize or punctuate the right way. And I've, like, amazingly, most people do not. Like, they will not capitalize um, their resume or their application. And sometimes they have, like, really weird emails, (laughs) unprofessional emails. 
And, and, and Andrea, how much does that uh, affect a employee? Well, obviously, Kiva, you notice it right away. And I, I've seen yeah. these that, you know, yeah. are like uh, bloody dragon slayer yeah. at gmail.com <laughs> or, or, or something along those. Or Tinkerbell or some, some kind of off-color kind of email address. She's not the first person to tell me this. I hear this yeah. all the time. And That's you're exactly right. Ty- typographical errors, um, not punctuating correctly, all of those things say to you, as an employer, this person is not good with details. This person has not really thought through what they're saying. They haven't gone back and look at, looked at their work product. And guess what? That's how they're going to be on the job if this is how they are when they are trying to get me to at least look at them and impress them. And Kiva, have you, you know, those are the bad ones, but have you gotten some decent ones too? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and those are the ones that I actually, you know, sit down for an interview that's exactly what I look for when I look for a new um, employee, and, like whether and or not they can follow, you know, or you know, detail or detailed people. I, I also want you to ask you, Kiva, what uh, sets somebody out in an interview for you? What do you feel really sets them apart from other uh, people seeking that same job? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Well, what do you look for in that interview with people that uh, oh, helps oh. set them apart? Um, I, I look for whether or not, you know, if they're, um, they're dressed well, first off, um, how they carry themselves, if they carry themselves with, like, you know, a little bit of, um, whether, and basically whether or not, like, not to say that shyness, like, kind of brings it down, but whether or not they can, like, hold themselves very well, because, like, my job, I look for very good customer service, like, that's the main part of my job, like, our job. So that's what I look for, whether or not they can, like, hold a conversation. Well, thank or, you, Kivia. I appreciate your call this afternoon. Thank you. And, and it, that's right. I mean, a lot of it is you, you do have to be forthcoming. You do have to uh, present yourself well. And, again, just like you say in the book, it's all common sense. Yeah, and what Kiva just pointed out is it's not necessarily what you know, but how you are. That's what employers are looking for. Well, thank you for being here today, Andrea. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Mark. Andrea Kay, a career consultant and author of the new book that is called How to Get Your Next Job. This is How to Get Your Next Job, an inside look at what employers really want. This is Cincinnati Edition on 88.5 WMUB and 91.7 WVXU.